When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offers the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. The Exxon Radio Show is heard on radio broadcast affiliates worldwide, including AM 580 CFRA in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, WPUL AM 1590 in Daytona Beach, Florida, KOHI AM 1610 in St. Helens, Oregon, KHRO AM 1150 in El Paso, Texas. And for more information on becoming a professional broadcast affiliate of the Exxon Radio Show, visit www.xzbn.net. Or call toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Talk Star Radio Network. UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and XZoneTV.com. 
If you'd like to give us a call worldwide, toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. Before we get to my first guest tonight, which is Minister Kevin Benton, I'd like to welcome two new affiliates to the Exxon family of broadcasters, CHCR, FM 102.9 and FM 104.5 in Killaloe Station, Ontario. That's in the beautiful Ottawa Valley. And uh, throughout the state of, Carol- uh, of Oklahoma, KKRP AM 950, Rainbow 95. So to our new affiliates and our new listeners, welcome to the Exxon. My first guest tonight is Minister Kevin Benton. We're going to be talking to Minister Kevin about his book entitled, A Field Trip to Hell. Joining me now is Minister Kevin Benton. And uh, Minister Kevin, welcome to the X-Zone. How you doing, Rob? Glad to be here. And I definitely uh, agree with your slogan. When you open up your mind to the impossible, you will find the truth. Isn't, isn't that so true, uh, Minister? Isn't that so true? Minister Kevin, I was wondering if you could tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, um, of course, Minister Kevin Benton, the author of the forthcoming book, A Field Trip to Hell, where you can experience the 30 revealed torments of hell without having to stay for, for eternity. Uh, from Philadelphia, of course, mm-hmm. I went to Mass Bomb High School, uh, in the northeast of, uh, northeast area of Philadelphia, and um, I'm just uh, involved in ministry and just trying to get a message out that hell is a real place, and um, I think that thank you for the opportunity for giving me uh, the privilege to do that on your show. Minister Kevin, it's a great pleasure having you with us. And Exonation, I'm going to be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break with our first guest of this evening, Minister Kevin Benton. We're going to be talking about his forthcoming book entitled A Field Trip to Hell. The minister's website is www.kevinbentonministries.com. That's www.kevinbentonministries.com. That's K-E-V-I-N-B-E-N-T-O-N. M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S dot com. And uh, Minister Kevin and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the X-Zone starts for today, Tuesday, August the 24th in the year 2010, right here in the X-Zone from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free. Email X-Zone at com On MSN Messenger, TV and Hotmail.com. And our website, www.exoneradiotv.com. Minister Kevin Benton and I return in two minutes, right after this commercial break. Don't go away.
ExoNation Minister Kevin Benton is my special guest. He is the author of a book that is going to be coming out very shortly entitled A Field Trip to Hell. His website is kevinbentonministries.com. And uh, Minister Kevin, is hell real? Yes, Rob. Uh, hell is very real. And uh, one of the things that I pointed out in my book was uh, some research that I had done uh, between the scriptures, science, and education. And when you combine the three aspects of information, you will find, you know, that hell is a very, very real place uh, with a very, very real location, okay? Uh, according to the scriptures mm-hmm. in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 9, it talks about it talks about Jesus. It says he ascended. Mm-hmm. It says, what does this mean? But he also first descended to the lower parts of the earth. And that word lower parts of the earth can also be translated center of the earth. And uh, the scriptures also talks about how uh, the lake of fire in terms of hell, Hades, it consists of fire and brimstone. Mm-hmm. And we all know educationally and scientifically that fire and brimstone is what, com- what, is, what, is, what lava is, com- is made up of, okay? Exactly. And we know that lava is located in the core or in the center of the earth. From a scientific standpoint, um, that's, uh, the center of the Earth is 12,000 to 13,000 degrees Fahrenheit. That's the inner core of the Earth, okay, which is about, say, 5,000 to 6,000 6, degrees centigrade, okay? And this is comparable to the surface of the Earth where the photosphere ranges from about 5,500 degrees centigrade to 6,000 degrees centigrade. Okay, mm-hmm. so when we take all that information from the scriptures, science, scientific information, and education, we will get a conclusion that hell is located in the center of the earth, making what? it a very, very, very real place. Why did God create hell, or was hell created because of the very way that our planet is built up and that this was going to be the domain of, of Satan? That's one of the most frequently asked questions uh, in, in terms of hell, is, mm-hmm. and, and it is pretty much worded, why would a loving God, you know, create a place like hell? Right. And according to the scriptures, it, it takes us back uh, to the beginning where Satan, in Isaiah chapter 14, he, he rose up against, they call it the, uh, the divine rebellion, if you will. He rebelled against God. He wanted to be like the Most High God. His job, Satan's job, was to reflect the glory of God back to God, and he was in charge of the praise and worship in front of the throne. But because of pride, he got puffed up and wanted to uh, be uh, insubordinate to the authority of God, and then he even was able, uh, crafty enough, to uh, deceive one-third of the angelic host, which we call fallen angels. Some are chained in hell. Some uh, uh, demonic forces are running loose from, uh, on the earth. Mm-hmm. And he was able to deceive them into one-third of the angelic host and to follow him and leaving their first estate. So the original uh, purpose for the creation of hell was not for human beings. It was for Satan and his fallen angels. Tell me, why did you decide to write the book, A Field Trip to Hell? Uh, when I was in college, uh, of course, I played college basketball mm-hmm. and uh, was going through a lot of persecution, going through a lot of pain, uh, a lot of suffering uh, in my personal life. And uh, 
I had even been through a situation where I had a rare heart disease found in uh, black males called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. The doctor gave me one day to live, and uh, I was miraculously healed from that disease and disorder. And uh, just going through a very dark time in my life, and I remember being in college one day after practice, uh, or should I say after one of my games, went back to my dorm, and I said, I quit. I can't take this no more. I'm going home. You know, I'm going home tomorrow. So I, I laid down that night, and I fell asleep. And I had a personal visitation to hell experience. Uh, I was laying in bed. In, in the visitation experience, it took place right in my dorm. Um, I felt myself descending downward uh, as if to be on an elevator, so to speak, except it was going a little bit faster. And when I kind of came to a stop or, to, should I say, a landing, a gentle landing, my, I was laying in bed smack dead in the middle of a dark cavern, okay? And I was terrified. I was frightened to death. I had never felt so hopeless and helpless in all of my days of life. And uh, so petrified and afraid and terrorized. I was so scared. I was crying. I was under the cover. And I wanted to see for myself what was out there. So I peeked out from, uh, from under the covers, and there was a fire. I saw large orange flames um, in a perfect circle around my bed. And beyond the flames, it was just pitch black, and it was out of darkness, and I felt enormous heat. And one of the things that was so frightening was the unexpected, like what else was out there? Mm -hmm. But I felt the presence of God because I heard a voice say, um, and whatever you do, don't give up, because that's what the devil wants you to do. And I was crying under the covers, and I just said, responded to the voice, I won't, I'm not, I'm not, I won't give up, I'm just resting, that's all. And then the voice said, oh, yeah, and one more thing. And I was so anxious to hear what the one more thing was that I woke up. And when I woke up, my entire body was numb. So I started poking my chest and my stomach till the feeling came back. And um, I was sweating very, very bad. And I said, well, maybe I slept with the heat on. So I got up out of the bed once the feeling in my body came back. And I looked at the radiator, and it was in the off position. And uh, at first, I didn't really realize what had happened. But, um, you know, sooner, after a while, I realized that I had just had a visitation to hell experience. The reason why I wrote the book was because everybody's not going to have a visitation to hell experience. Now, I do want to say that uh, for those that may think that, you know, we have some extra spirituality, it's no fun having visitation to hell experience. Maybe heaven, mm -hmm. but hell wasn't fun, you know what I mean? So, um what I wanted to do was give people a chance to take a, a personal visitation to hell and I be their tour guide by way of my book. And to find out what the one more thing was, a field trip to hell where you can experience the 30 revealed torments will be coming to bookstores everywhere in October. So, so tell me, what are the torments? Well, of course, there's, there's many torments, uh, and one of the things that I, I, I really liked was that some of the rele revelations that I received was, was some unlike a lot of the other uh, torments that have been revealed. Just to name, some, name uh, a few, uh, but before I do, we need to understand that all, revealed third, all 30 revealed torments fit into five categories, spiritual suffering, mental suffering, emotional 
spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and, psych- and psychological suffering. Okay, first is one of the types of suffering is the suffering of sight. Um, Isaiah 66, 24 says, and they shall go forth and look upon the corpses of men who have transgressed against me. Okay? Uh, Another suffering is worms. Okay? For the worm does not die. And, of course, we know the traditional fire. And Mm -hmm. the fire is not quenched. Okay? um, They are some. There's also, there is the torment of uh, regret. Uh, we have re- regret knowing that you had an opportunity or should I say a chance to not end up in this place. Uh, there's the re- there's the re- also regret. There's weeping and gnashing of teeth, okay? Um, there's also weeping. There's locusts, okay? There's locusts. Uh, the scripture described these locusts as having uh, a head like a lion, hair like uh, a woman. They have scorpion's tails. Uh, of course, there there's prison cells with demons that rip people to shreds. Uh, and they have what I would like to uh, classify as unmerciful hatred for everything and everybody that's in hell, okay? There's uh, cardiac arrest, okay? Um, there's cardiac arrest. Uh, the, the Bible talks about in the tribulation period how the expectation of the torment to come would bring cardiac arrest. And, of course, hell being the ultimate place of, um, of torment and fearful expectation like what I had when mm-hmm. I had my visitation experience board could bring cardiac uh, duress. There's depression, sorrow, a hope deferred makes the heart sick. Um, there's there's um, so many more. Psychological, there's suicidal thinking, there's attempted suicide because people are going to want to die so bad to, re- to be relieved from the torment that they're going to be trying to contemplate ways of killing themselves, but they're already dead. Some jumping off, uh, jumping off caverns to try to commit suicide only for death to keep on continuously uh, escaping them. Uh, there's separation. Uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, he, there was, the rich man asked uh, if he could mm-hmm. somehow get across this cavern. And what the scripture tells us that there's no passageway back and forth. So it's like once you're on the other side of that, that cavern, you're locked o- over there for eternity, but you're separated from God who created you for fellowship with him. And anything that's separated from that which gives it life, it automatically dies. For example, if you take plants out of the ground, it dies because it needs to constantly be connected mm-hmm. to what gives it life. And it, it, it's the same thing. In, in, in regards to hell, which is, which is referred to as the second death. There's the, uh, the torment of a sickly stomach, being upset stomach. There's the stench. Uh, we can, you can kind of correlate these two, but they're separate because you can, you can feel nauseated, which is one of the torments, right. without having an upset stomach, and you can have an upset stomach without feeling nauseated. There's uh, your strength being drained. You know, I don't know if anybody has ever... Uh, well, I'm sure people have had the opportunity to get into a sauna. Mm-hmm. And when you get out of a sauna, you just feel drained of your strength due to the enormous heat. There's uh, sleep deprivation. The, the, the feeling when you just have been up for hours and hours, perhaps maybe studying for an exam or, or kind of, you know, trying to stay up, stay up with coffee, and your, your body just feels so horrible due to sleep uh, deprivation. 
which is a, a, another uh, torment as well. Minister, so you and I have to take our break uh, for the news at the okay. bottom of the hour. Please stand by, sir. Great talking to you, Minister Kevin. Exonation, Kev, uh, Minister Kevin Benton is our special guest. His website is kevinbentonministries.com, and we'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. You're listening to the Exxon Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at TV. Nothing ruins a perfectly good grocery haul like surprise fees. That's why Kroger has free pickup so you can get what you need and none of the extra charges you don't. Simply head to the Kroger app and start your cart and enjoy the perks of picking up groceries and household items without hidden fees. Now, the only surprise will just be how amazing that new flavor of ice cream tastes. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Why should you visit Kings Island? Do it because less time planning means more time for this. Do it to take a one-day family vacation. Do it to catch a serious case of the giggles together. And of course, do it to eat a funnel cake the size of your face. Because here at Kings Island, doing something just for the fun of it is all the reason you need. Right now, everyone pays kids' price. Kings Island tickets just $45 online. The first person to survive Alzheimer's disease is out there. And the Alzheimer's Association is going to make it happen. But we won't get there without you. Visit ALZ.org to join the fight. .com. On MSN Messenger, Exxon Radio TV at Hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Why do I feel like I'm losing control? Carry me over, lead me home to my town. Tell me when that breeze is blowing, taking me home to my town. Exonation Minister Kevin Benton is our special guest. Uh, the minister's website is www.kevinbentonministries.com, and he's the author of a newly-to-be-released book, A Field Trip to Hell. 
I, I, I'd like to ask you something, Minister. If we die and go to hell, how can we be tormented? How can we die again? Well, we, you die again because separation from God is called the second death. And death is simply when your spirit mm-hmm. is, or should I say your soul, is separated from your body. You know, and that's that's really that's what death is. But because our spirit is given from God, your spirit can never die. So it has to go somewhere. okay? and when we meet the requirements uh, that God gives us, that will depend on, you know, where our eternal destination will reside for all those that choose. And the key word is choose not to uh, meet his requirements. You go to hell, which is the second death. And you will feel likened unto physical pain. And as I said, along with that um, spiritual pain, which, which is separation from God, mental pain, uh, emotional pain, uh, psychological pain as well. So the torments will, will, will constantly, simultaneously torment it by these 30 revealed. And the reason why they're revealed, because there could be more. The scriptures tells us that, the, the secret things belong to God, but the revealed things belong to us and our children so that we might govern ourselves accordingly. So these are only the 30 revealed. So we get tormented over and over and over again. And what people need to understand is that one torment alone, let's just take the fire. You know, I don't know. I'm sure everybody probably have had an experience where they touched a hot pan or, sure. or, or a hot iron or, you know, or something like that and you pulled your hand back quickly uh, due to your reflex. Mm -hmm. But can you imagine experiencing that type of pain, and it will never stop, and it will go on for eternity. So, Minister, how do we know that hell is real and not made up by the elders or the founders of of religion in order to use it as a control factor for the uh, people who attend their uh, churches? That's a great question. Um, the Word tells us that God is never left without a witness. Mm-hmm. And we're living in a, a day and age right now where scientists, along with educators and theologians, are slowly but surely coming together and saying that hell is a real place. I watched a documentary a couple nights ago on the History Channel where these researchers uh, believed that they had found the chasm, or, or should I say the shaft, to the entrance of hell, which was a volcano. And uh, all these things that these three different entities who at one point did not agree are now starting to come together and get on a similar, should I say, slowly but surely, of, of accord. But the one thing I would like to say also is that there are a lot of people out here that are coming forth with hell visitation experiences, heaven visitation experiences. And the one thing I concluded when I watched that documentary, because it confirmed a lot of things that was in my book, and when a whole lot of different people who don't know each other, that come from different backgrounds, different lifestyles, live in different parts of the world, are saying the same thing, at a minimum we have to at least give it an ear. We have to take heed to it. And I, I, I must admit, as the, as the author of this forthcoming book, um, I used to refer to this type of topic in, in this term. I don't believe that stuff. I just don't. Until my uncle, who was close to me, who I knew wasn't delusional, 
had an outer body experience. He had to have uh, a metal plate put in his head. Mm-hmm. He died. He flatlined on the operating table. The doctors came out, said there's nothing else we can do. I remember weeping and wailing, the family crying. Uh, they had already covered his face up and was making arrangements to move to the next order of his disposal and funeral arrangements. When they left, when the doctors left us, they went back in, and he was sitting up on the table. Of course, he was, um, uh, you know, disoriented, trying Certainly. to figure out where he was and what happened and things of the sort. And when, when he got himself together and, and the family got a chance to ask him, well, what happened? What did you feel? What was going on? He said that he was walking towards, he was walking down a tunnel, and he was headed towards a bright light, and the bright light was warm, and it made him feel this overwhelming sense of love to the point where he didn't want to go back. And the light kept telling him, go back, go back, go back, and he, and he came back. When I watched the documentary on the History Channel the mm-hmm. other night, they said that the light, the overwhelming sense of love that you feel from the light and the tunnel were the commonalities that people all across the world were sharing with outer body, body experiences. All right, let me let me ask you this then, uh, then Minister. You know, you and I were talking earlier. Why would a loving God create hell in the first place? Yes. Why would a loving God create evil in the first place? Why do, would a living and loving God allow there to be so much hate, so many wars, so much illness, so much, you know, so so much trouble in these days when he has or he is believed to have the ability to wipe all that away with a stroke of his hand or a smile of his face? Yes, you know, that, that is a great question, and that is a widely asked question even in Christendom mm-hmm. because we too sometimes ask, well, if Satan started all this and he committed the first sin in heaven with his pride, why didn't God just kill him? And just just set the record straight sure. right then and there. Yeah. But what what the scripture uh, tells us is that God is sovereign, which means He does what He wants, when He wants, how He wants to do it. And God is so sovereign to the point where He can take really good situations, good, bad, and ugly situations, and use them as instruments to get glory for Himself and to bring a higher good in us. Just just one quick example, um, when you think about 9-11, which was a horrific attack on certainly our country. Certainly was, certainly you know, was. And, 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 and Christendom, and even in non-Christendom, our question was, why would a loving God allow something like that to happen to such innocent people? Uh, of course, we don't know all the specifics, because you, you don't want to get into to, to, uh, speculating that happened because of this, that, and the other. But one thing that the Scripture, uh, one, one good, should I say, for lack of better term, and I want to be careful how I say this, was that people came together and started to pray. It didn't matter what color you were. It didn't matter what religion you were. People came back and turned back to God. So God is able to use um, good situations, bad situations, and even ugly situations in life for his glory, and for the good of mankind. But wait a second Um, here. Hold on here. Hold on here. Are you saying that 9-11 may have been caused so that God would be glorified? And if that's the case, he's got an ego problem. No, I'm not not saying that it was... I'm just saying that there was good... There was a positive that came out of it. I'm not saying that 
God, God is not the author of evil. Okay. He's not the author of evil. He doesn't ordain it. He's not the author of evil. He doesn't approve it. So but why? But if he doesn't, if he doesn't approve it, sir, why does he right. allow it to happen? Because we we live in a, we live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world, and mankind has a fallen nature. But if we you know, are, it, but if if mankind has a fallen nature and we are created in God's image, does that mean that right. God is flawed as well? But he, you know, here's the thing: we're created in His image, but mm. not in His likeness. How do we know that? How do we know for a fact that God isn't flawed and we are the results of a screwed up experiment? Well, we know that God is not flawed because He's God. Um, you know that's what makes Him God: the fact that He is is perfect. Um, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But sir, but, but I, minister, how can how can we say He's perfect when He allows uh, so many? imperfections to exist in the world that he created. It does not make sense. And you're absolutely right. And it falls under the auspices of his sovereignty. Uh, and the one thing we need to understand is that um, there's, there's nobody that can really answer all the questions. You know what I mean? There, there's, there's nobody that can really answer all the questions. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to portray, sure. even as a, a minister or a Christian, that I can answer all the questions because there's in fact, most of the things in the Bible, we, we believe by faith, the same way that you sit down in a chair, you know, like when I pulled up this chair to get comfortable for this interview, mm-hmm. I didn't check all the screws and to make sure that it would hold me up. No, so there's no, a but, lot of things. But, but you can see by. the chair. You can feel the chair. You know that right. for a fact the chair is there. You can't see God. You can't feel God. And you don't know for a fact that he's there, except in the words that were written so many years ago in a book called the Bible. But okay, I disagree with that from this standpoint. That when you look at creation, you have to know that there's a God or a supreme being. When you look at the fact that the sun can hang up hang up in the sky without a hook, or the fact that a green lizard called mm-hmm. a chameleon can jump on a brown tree and turn brown, but, but sir, it this has to be man can't do that. Well, no man can't. You know, but science has proven how it has been done, and it has nothing to do with a deity by the name of God. Right, I, and I totally understand that. And science, one of the, the, the foundations of science is that if it can't be tested or proven, then it doesn't exist. And, if, and, and God cannot be tested and proven. But once again, when you just look at the aspects of creation, the animal kingdom mm-hmm. declares that there's at least, at a minimum, for those who may not even make, there may be people who don't believe in God, but at a minimum, you have to say that there's at least a supreme being that's, that's there, that's in control, because there's no way that God could create a cheetah that can run 70, 75 miles per hour and has an organ in his stomach that serves as a thermometer that lets it know you have exactly around two minutes to catch your prey, or you have to stop due to exhaustion. Like there ha- but aren't, aren't, aren't we taking a lot away from the developments of science and putting it into an unknown deity just to have somebody control us? You know, and, 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 and that's a good response because one of the things that, I'm, that I have, have found mm-hmm. is that we, we live in a society that really doesn't want God in the equation because with God in the equation, then we have accountability. And that's one thing that man doesn't want. Mankind oh, doesn't I, I, want. I, I disagree with you there, Minister. I, I, I think it's okay. a matter of 
We've been told all these parables over the years and uh, through science and through the education and the advancement of mankind, we're finding that not everything is as it appears to be in the Bible. Okay. For example, all right, I'm a dad. Are you a, are you a father, sir? Oh, not yet. Okay. Your dad, would your dad kill you? No, he wouldn't do it, but does he have the ability to? Yes. Okay, my I am a father. I would never harm the hair on my children's head. And yet, this God, who is supposed to be father of one and all, mm-hmm. destroyed an entire world except for Noah and his family. That, right. sir, is not the the ways of a rational person a father wouldn't do it and if it was a human they would be held accountable so what gives this deity or this god the ability to kill and get away with it but see the one thing we need to understand is that god may allow evil but he's not the author of evil then why did he kill why did he kill all the people on the planet all the animals on the planet in the days of noah why did he kill all the egyptians in the red sea the, the Bible is filled with examples of God basically saying it's my way or you die. Right. And a, a, lot, a, lot of people, a lot of people feel a lot of people feel like that. They feel two ways. You have to do it my way or the highway, like basically what you said. Right. Or they feel that there's only one way to get to heaven, and that's through what the Bible says. You, you know what I'm saying? So that's okay. definitely the two ways. Um one thing we need to understand about God, and I have a chapter dedicated to this um, in my book, is that God is, a, a, he's, he's just not a God of love. He's a God of judgment and wrath, which makes him a God of balance. So a lot of times what people like to do is just grab one side of God. There's been things allowed in my life that I question God. Like like I, I, I shared with you my brief testimony about how the doctors gave me one day to live. That was one of my arguments. When I laid in the University of Pennsylvania Hospital, you know, I had done right by people. I mm-hmm. helped the kids. And that was my question to God. Like, how could a loving God allow me to be going through this when I was trying? Minister, trying you and I have to take our final break. Please stand by. Explanation. Okay. Minister Kevin Benton is our special guest. www.kevinbentonministries.com. We'll be back after this break. Don't go away. Something in your eyes makes me want to lose myself, makes me want to lose myself. Exonation, my very special guest this hour is Minister Kevin Benton. And Minister Kevin is the author of a new book that is coming out in October entitled A Field Trip to Hell. His website is www.kevinbentonministries.com. 
Minister Kevin, there's two questions, and I, I think they can be lumped into one. What can what is the one thing that I can do to be sent to hell, and what is the one thing I can do to escape being sent to hell? Okay, uh, yeah. Before I answer uh, answer those questions, I just want to say that uh, I think uh, thank you, Rob, for you know your challenging questions. Um, surprisingly, a lot of the questions that you're you're asking, if not all of them, or even even questions that we as Christians have mm-hmm. as well, you know, if, if I can be honest, because one of the things that's a turnoff about Christianity is when we can kind of come off like we know everything and like we're being dogmatic about our stance. And that's one thing I love about this book is it doesn't really get into uh, telling people you're going to hell at all. It's more so showing people what's down there from a biblical perspective. But to answer your question, uh, and this, of course, is according to the scriptures. And this is presented as a gift that one can choose to accept or choose not to accept. Uh, the, one of the biggest misconceptions about how do I get sent to hell is based on what I do behaviorally. Um, according to your scriptures, you get sent to hell because of what you are by your, according to your inherited sinful nature. Now, is it God's will that we harm our brothers or sisters or do evil or do wrong? No, absolutely not. But everything is forgivable according to the Scriptures and according to the Scriptures only. Every sin is forgivable except for rejection of Jesus Christ. And that's the one thing, according to the Scriptures, of what the Bible says, that can get one sent to hell. Now, if there are people out there who doesn't accept that, doesn't agree mm-hmm. with that, that's okay. Um, I hope that they would feel as passionate about the stance that I'm taking for what I believe and share what they believe with me. You know what I mean? Um, and the, the, the second part, what, what is the one thing that I can do to escape being sent to hell? Just accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior by faith. And that's just simply asking him to come into your heart, to change your life. Lord, I need help with this life. Forgive me of my sins. I believe that you hung on the cross. Mm-hmm. You died. For my sins, personally, rose on the third day with all power in your hands, and according to the scriptures, and I want to reiterate that, according to the scriptures, if I do that, that I would spend eternity in heaven with him. But I have a chapter dedicated in the book to what the true focal point is. We, we do all this talk about hell and things like that, and once again, I stay away from telling any reader that you're going to hell. That's between them and God. I just want to show you what the torments are down there so that you can take a second thought and say, this is not something, a place that I want to go, and I might need to really start searching about what my spiritual condition is when this life is over. Minister Kevin, we have to say so long for tonight, sir. I do want to thank you very much. Uh, Please take care of yourself. Congratulations on a a great book, and I look forward to reading it as soon as it's published. Take care of yourself, sir, and thank you very much for joining us tonight here in the Exxon. Thank thank you so much for having me. Take care, my friend. Exxon Nation, Minister Kevin Benton has been my guest. He is the author of a new book that's coming out in October of this year. It's entitled A Field Trip to Hell. His website, www.kevinbentonministries.com, and I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Drew and Jonathan Scott here to tell you that American Family Insurance wants to protect your dreams. So whether you're at home singing in the shower... Every night. 
Or prefer singing your heart out in the car like Drew. Cruising. You can save up to 23% when you bundle your home and auto insurance with American Family Insurance. Get a quote or find an agent at AmFam.com. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. When you sign up for BP Me Rewards, you can get five cents off every gallon of gas every time at BP or Amico stations. That means more savings and more whatever you'd like to use your savings on. So treat yourself. It's on us. Visit BP.com slash save to learn more.